BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Make them all count, right? Only a handful left. Make them all count. Going to roll Purdy the opposite way, going left. Purdy time. Going to throw back right. And it is juggled. And George Kittle makes the catch to midfield. What a catch by George Kittle. On the throwback there for Brock Purdy. Bobbled it a couple of times, but was able to reel it in. Right there. I still would have caught it, though. <laughs> you still would have caught it? Man, I've been, he was I've lucky. Been, I was Trayvon Diggs right the there. division around <laughs> by our next guest, George Kittle, who came bearing gifts. Yes. I only use Old Spice. Boom. I've got so much Old Spice at I home. Do, I do it right here. I still want a hoodie. Up. I got the T-shirts. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I smell yeah. good. You're <laughs> such a quarterback, man. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. George, how you doing? I'm wonderful, man. Happy to be here. Enjoying hanging out with you guys. You have a zest for life. You have a zest for football. It's mm-hmm. infectious. It's contagious. And you've always been that way. And no matter how many years you play in the NFL, I feel like it's never going to change. No, it won't change. I love football. I love life. I wake up every single day in the great state of California. I see the sunshine, blue skies. I practice in December in 60-degree weather. I have a wonderful farm of acreage in Nashville, Tennessee. What do I have to complain about, man? Yeah. Great Bernie Doodle also. My guy. Yes. Oh, I got one too. Damn. I miss it. Aren't her. they the best Isn't dogs? Isn't it hard to be away from her? I feel <laughs> terrible. Because the, the second you get home to you, like, they're excited to see you, but at the same time, they're like, where have you been? Right. <laughs> yeah. I've been here. Right. <laughs> so it is, but she is hanging out at the Juszczyk's house because they have a wonderful dog too. So she's in good hands. See, ours doesn't get along with other dogs. Oh, that's doesn't tough. <laughs> takes after it's the, like Like a owner. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I get that. I understand that. She takes after Your me. dog's probably <laughs> crazy and likes everybody. Hey, and... She sleeps 18 hours a day, bless her heart. Wow. She has like 30 minute wow. bursts of energy and then she's asleep. It's over. It's amazing. Right. It's the easiest dog to take care of. Well, talk about like just Football? your. your yeah, well, I, know, I actually <laughs> don't care that much because I can listen to you talk about anything. Like just the culture with the 49ers and how, you know. Coach Shanahan, Kyle, kind of lets you guys, it seems like, be you guys, and it's pretty rare. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, early on, um, like, this culture is something that we've developed, right? right. It was not just a hey, Coach Shanahan and John Lynch came in in 2017, and it was all of a sudden yeah. we have these guys that are working the way that we work. But over the course of a couple of years, and then, like, with certain players, like, 
Joe Staley was there, right? Yeah. And he had a certain work ethic to him. Garrett Selleck was there tied in. He had a certain work ethic. Right. And then you add you added me, you added um, Fred Warner on defense the next year. Yeah. Uh, Quan Alexander was a huge addition for us in twenty. Uh, I think it was twenty nineteen. Right. And like his attitude, but like this culture just started to kind of develop. And twenty nineteen was kind of where it took off. Yeah. And then you had like DeForest Buckner, Eric right. Armstead, Nick Bosa was in on that. And so like when you have a good group of guys that are all of high character, right? And psychos about football. Psychos who love football, but yeah. they also want to get better every day. Right. You can like let you can kind of let guys off the leash because yeah, yeah. they. Like, we hold ourselves to a high standard. Right. I want to be the greatest. Right. Fred Warner wants to be a Hall of Fame linebacker. Right. Nick Bolson wants to be a Hall of Fame defense event. So, like, when you work like that, you can be who you want to be as long as you show up every day and you're accountable and you respect your teammates. Yeah, yeah. And the problem is, as Debo explained to us the other day, in practice you guys beat the hell out of each other. We do practice hard. But, I mean, like, there is a part of that that you need to go through to an extent uh, to get, like, your body in shape for football because, right. honestly, like, training camp – doesn't really even get you ready for NFL contact. Like, I know, like, some people go out there and do, like, live tackling drills, which is, I think, is crazy to me in practice. Um, but, yeah, do we practice hard? For sure. Um, is it super fun every day lining up against a Nick Bosa and a nine technique and running outside zone at him? <laughs> no, it's not fun every day. But that's the hardest thing that I'm going to do in an And NFL it makes season. it easier when you have to do it against somebody else. So, like, I'm okay with it. And I think we've gotten to the point, too, where, like, we've figured out kind of reps and stuff like that for guys and – I don't think we're running guys in the ground. Like, I hear of other teams who have 100-play scripts on multiple fields, and they're doing ones and twos on multiple fields. Like, that sounds like crazy talk to me. But, like, that's what some teams do. So I think we've, we've established a pretty good way to do it. Do we practice at a high level? Sure, we're flying around all the time. But, I mean, we were pretty healthy by the end of the year besides the most important position, football quarterback. Yeah, but right. besides that, I mean, we're rolling. Right. All right. All right. So I, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go to this, this, these two teams first off because cool. you're, you're in this class of these teams. I know it's unfortunate how it ended and all that, yeah. but you're every bit could have been here. You know, what, what was your assessment of, like, Chiefs-Eagles, you know, through George Kittle's eyes being on the field with them a little bit this year? Um, my take is this. Yeah. If the Eagles don't take Travis Kelsey out of the game, right. they're going to lose. Right. Straight up. I think um, Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes are the best tandem in football. Yeah. Like, there's nothing like them. Yeah, nothing. Um, they're fantastic. The amount of touchdowns they have, playoff records. Like, they're, they're so good in the playoffs. And, I mean, just regular season, too. So, Patrick Mahomes, MVP, much deservedly so, a fantastic football player. But if you guys let – if they let Travis Kelsey extend those drives, get right. those third downs, the right. second longs, make those, like, third and shorts. Yeah, third If you and, let right. him take over the game, they don't stand a chance. Right. So, like, what I hope – like, as a defensive coordinator, what I hope they do – um, they should double team him, put a guy in the line of scrimmage, chip him every single play. Like what, that's what Bill Belichick does with the Patriots. Yeah, right. Because whenever I watch, like whenever I watch Chiefs tape and I see the Patriots, like they have two to three guys on them on every second of every play. Yeah. And they're like, anyone else has to beat us. Right. So if they can figure out a way to take Travis out of the game, which good luck, he's fantastic, future Hall of Famer. Um, if they find a way to do it, I think the Eagles can win the game. But okay. if they don't, I think the Chiefs are going to win. All right, all right. That's it. That's interesting. What do you lean? What do you lean? Just like you I don't know? think you, I don't think you're going to take Travis Kelsey out of a football game. Yeah, right. Okay. So there you go. Right. Right. Your game against the Eagles essentially ended with the Brock Purdy injury. It it, it remained interesting for a while. Yeah. And it felt like you guys were going to give him a run, but then especially after Josh Johnson left, with 13 minutes and 30 seconds left in the third quarter. Right. Pretty tough. <laughs> Your thought on how. How that all transpired that day? Um, I mean, with, if Brock doesn't get hurt, like I'm fully confident in my team. Like I'm not going to guarantee a victory, but I was confident in us to go in the game. It's going to be tight, right? Well, like, yeah, you're going to be in I, it. I go into every single football game knowing that I'm going to win the game, and then when I don't, I'm like, well, that sucked. Like, why didn't I win? Let's go fix that, right? But if you don't have that confidence, I don't think you're going to last very long in the NFL. Um, 
when Brock got hurt and we saw Josh came in, uh, I think I think we might have gone three and out, but then the next our defense held. Our next drive, we go down and score a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey has that insane run. Yes. He breaks yeah. 12 Runs tackles. People, right. Absolutely crazy stuff. So it's 7-7, and I think we ended the half. We'd like, yeah, Josh he, uh, drops a snap. It's a fumble. They score. It's 21-7, but we're getting the ball out like – I was so confident in us. We'd converted a third and 12. Josh hit me on like a double move out route. I was like, okay, we can still move the ball. And then the next play, Josh got hurt. And I was like, uh, and they're like, hey, Purdy, Purdy's coming back in, but he can't throw the ball. Right. I'm like, that's what this is. I'm uh, like, oh, well, like, at that point, it was like, it was 21 7. I was like, okay, well, if we can run the ball and score this drive, maybe our defense can figure something out and do something spectacular. But I think it gets to 28 to 7. You can't throw the football at this point. You're just kind of you're just disappointed because I think everyone watching was disappointed. Yes. Every football fan was disappointed. Because of course. It wasn't even a, a fo- good game. It, it wasn't, wasn't a real fo- game, right. And, like, do I think a 31 to 7 score is accurate? No, no, of course not. But, I mean, if we were in the Eagles position, we would. I think we would have done the exact same thing yeah, if you right. play without a quarterback. I don't know if there's a different out- – there's, there's a possible of a different right. outcome. So, it is what it is. When did you, when did you know about Brock Purdy? Like, when did you know where, like, I know you said all the right things early on, but I'm sure when he first came in, you were like, yeah, I don't know, can we really make a run here? Um, when did, was there a game, a moment where you were like, okay, we're going to be okay? There were th- three in chronological order. Here's your order, schedule if you want to see it. No, in chronological order, there yeah. are three things that happened. Right. First was in OTAs. I like to um, throw jabs at rookies just yeah. to see how they are. Like, are you going to jab me back? Are right. you confident in yourself? Right. Are you just going to be like, oh, oh, my gosh, George is talking to me? Right. Like, I don't, right. like. I'm friendly. Like I, I don't bully people, but like I just want to know what like your psyche's made of just a little bit. Yeah. And so Brock would fire back at me and like zingers me. I'm like, oh, okay, Brock. Yeah. I love it. So I like that confidence. <laughs> like, he had a he had a presence to himself. Then we get to training camp and he starts off with his number three and he beats out the number two guy. And then the third preseason game against uh, Houston Texans, he throws a laser right down the middle of the field as running a special route and cover two, hits Ross Dwellyard tight end right down the middle of the field. Like bang bang, beautiful catch. Catches it, gets smoked. It was a beautiful pass. I was like, that's an NFL pass, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's a quarterback that can play in the NFL. And then he gets a shot against Miami, and the very first play he comes in is cover zero, right? Right. Delivers. Yeah. And covers zero in his face like ten times. Right. Delivers. Right. If a guy can do that and he's okay with pressure and getting hit, doesn't flinch, you can win games. Yeah. And after that, we were confident. Right. I have an important non-football question. I don't know how new this is. It's the first time I've ever noticed it. But I have a new level of respect for George Kittle because on his right hand – is Hobbs yeah. from the Calvin and Hobbs cartoon, the funniest cartoon strip ever made. Look at that. That is awesome. How, how long have you had that? I got it last summer. It's awesome. Thank it's you. incredible. And I, got, I appreciate I got a, a Calvin and Hobbs. I got a Hobbs quote on it, too. It's in the handwriting of the comic book, too. Yes. Uh, I suppose we couldn't laugh at things that don't make sense. We couldn't react to a lot of life. Yeah. That's kind of me. I just kind of laugh at everything. That's good. That's amazing. That seems like now, it's before your time. I'm actually like. You got to get Calvin on the other hand this year. I'm Calvin. You're Calvin. I'm Calvin. So what does Calvin well, I don't want to say it. What no. does Calvin piss on? You see? <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys fans' hopes and dreams. <laughs> I love it. Just sometimes. All right. We only got like 90 seconds. So Beautiful. I love when you go to Old Spice time here. Let's oh, yeah. go. You want me to talk about, oh, dude, this product placement was fantastic. It was. Thank you and guys I for put it on. Up. I know. You did. You guys are <laughs> wonderful. Um, I'm happy to be part of uh, the Old Spice Swagger campaign. Uh, 24-7 protection. That's what you care about. Yeah. We're, we're friends, right? You right. consider us? Uh, yes. If he had something in his teeth, you would tell him, right? No. Right. You wouldn't? No. Not great friends. If he was falling off the stage, I, I wouldn't catch him. yesterday. He didn't even help me. He laughed. Though. <laughs> he <laughs> laughed. He actually looked for his water. I would tell you if he had something in your teeth. Yeah, I know you would. But would've. if you didn't smell very good. Right. 
it's kind of hard to tell someone that because there's not really anything you can do about it, yeah, right? Yeah. So why don't you just start your day with Old Spice Swagger, smell great, have mm. the confidence to dominate the day, watch your friends fall off the stages and just laugh at them, right? Yeah, Be yeah. confident in yourself. So start with Old Spice. <laughs> okay. George, it's awesome. You're well one of done. our favorites. It's great to see you as always. All the best next year. And we always say it too, we don't want to see you next year. There was one year we didn't see you. We yeah. don't want to see you next Seriously, year. Seriously, I appreciate it. Let's go. Yeah, just give me one quarterback for a full season. Yeah, That's good, all I want. Good, good luck. luck. Are you looking forward to having an offseason that's normal or do you like turmoil? I mean, I'm kind of an outgoing guy. I enjoy everything. You like the turmoil. All right, <laughs> we love George Kittle. We'll be back with more PFT Live right after this. Thank you. Getting in the backlash from Philly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they hate me. <laughs> so I was just, you know, having good conversations with Vaughn, a person I look up to. Um, helped him on his podcast, and next you know, so, um, you see how that goes. Yeah. Micah Parsons, Cowboys linebacker, making a shit storm. Let's try to make a shit storm today. At least you know it's coming. <laughs> At least you got fair warning. We're going to try to stir it up as much as we can. Okay. Well, we're the enemy of the people right here. Uh, me and him are. Yeah, I'm. you know, I'm a man of the people for sure. Right. I'm with the people. Right. You know, they tell me I have the best Twitter on social media. It's a great Twitter feed. It's awesome. That was awesome. It really was. Well, as we were talking about before we came on the show, he was kind of joking with me. He's like, oh, man, I've been seeing your tweets. He's like, I think you and me are the most hated two people in Philadelphia. <laughs> so he's been he's been aware. Well, okay. I mean, let's just start there. Let's start with the elephant in the room. All right? Okay. Yeah, you, you nor me are trying to be disrespectful to Jalen Hurts. No. We've got respect for what he's doing. No. I think we just are recognizing this is an unbelievable team they have. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's like the most talented, well put together football team in the league, right? For sure. For Offensive, sure. defensive, right. special teams. I mean, the backup defense end got double digit sacks. Yeah, Brandon Graham. Right. I mean, that's Beast. how good they are. That's one of the best offensive lines you've probably seen in your two years in the NFL so far. Best offensive line. Right. Is it the best duo of receivers you've seen so far? Best one and two, for right. sure. Oh, I mean, okay. you could, you could compete a, it's with. It's in the competition. T and uh, Jamar, Chase, but right? They're definitely. So that's what you were talking. It was an MVP conversation like we've had, right? And that's where we just, I think we were both like, hey, let's pump the brakes. We like what he's doing, but he's not Patrick Mahomes or some of those guys quite yet. Yeah, and another thing I was saying is I feel like in that term, if your team's so good, is the QB the most valuable player? Right. You know, uh, I look at Justin Jefferson as a guy who should be a MVP caliber year. Right. You know, that's an MVP caliber year, but he don't get the recognition because he's a receiver. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, I don't. I just disagree with how we look upon awards and things like uh, that. I agree with you. If you win and you're the quarterback on the best team, you're in the MVP conversation. Yeah. And it just shouldn't be that way all the time. Well, it some of the frustration, been. too, Mike, yeah. I think comes from the fact that defensive players are just always an afterthought. You've got the Defensive Player of the Year award. That's it. That's for defensive players. You're not part of the MVP conversation. There's only been two guys ever to win it. Alan Page in 71 and Lawrence Taylor in 86. And I think part of what you're saying is you can be an MVP and not play offense. It's possible. Right. Why wasn't T.J. Watt uh, have more votes for MVP last year? Right. When he had 20-plus sacks. Right. You know, that's crazy. Why didn't you? That's what I'm saying. I think value, we're talking about value of the team. I believe that there's a lot of defensive players that bring the same amount of value as a quarterback. Like Ray, you know. Ray, I think in that 2000, he was – as valuable. Oh, more valuable yeah, as a quarterback. Than, uh, no Trent offense. Dilfer. Yeah. Right. Like, because Ray led that team. Like, that right. defense won the championship. But Ray wasn't, he just won a defensive player. It was just like, that was it. 
Well, well, do you do you get frustrated too with the fact that even with defensive player of the year, kind of along the lines, we're talking, it's all about sacks. Like, because yeah. I used to try to explain to people, like with you specifically, like you don't get to rush, you didn't get to rush the passer as much as everybody else. No, but we're still getting the same type of numbers, and then your effect as a stand-up linebacker and the things you were doing there was special. But that wasn't enough of a sexy stat to get you in the conversation. Yeah, that you know, yeah, I think that. They like they focalize these points in the league where it's like if you're a DN you must have sacks. If you're a cornerback, you have must have picks, but then we get Trayvon Diggs who has eleven picks, but we're like, oh he has eleven picks, but he gave up yards. Right. It's just like what do you want? You right. know, or you can have all the sacks, look at Judon or Miles Garrett, but you know, for some people it's okay for them to have fifteen, sixteen sacks, but um, other players, it's not like it, I don't know where they create the idea. Yeah, it's a lot of the, hype and BS, is what yeah, you're saying. Some people will have 17 sacks, but they were like, Well, then Aaron Donald's year, TJ had 18 sacks, but they're like, Well, Aaron Donald's the most dominant player, and it's like, Oh wow, so now it's not about sacks, yeah, it's about this. We're so I, make something I, else. I, we just need some consistency. That's yeah. all I ask. All right, I got you. I'm when you, you make your voice heard, whether it's with Vaughn Miller's podcast or on Twitter or whatever, and you get blowback. Does that make you say, I'm going to shy away, or do you just say the hell with it? I'm just going to still be me. I don't care. And, or does it even make you more motivated to speak your mind, and if people don't like it, too bad? Um, I would say it makes me – it doesn't make me shy away. It makes me stand firm. Like, I feel like if you have a voice that's a power thing, powerful thing, you just got to know when and where to use it. Like, it's a time and place for everything. Right. Um, but I feel like – this is the type of stuff I want to do things like you guys. Like I want to be on TV. You want to like, you want to talk. talk these things out. Yeah, I want to talk these things out. Like I got a mind that I like to expand and I like to learn new things. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Right. But when I'm right, I'm right. So yeah. I feel like I should be able to speak because I I think as players we often fear like oh we're in this box of just being a football player we shouldn't speak but in reality we should speak more. Like um, think about it. Who makes the money? The players or the people up top? The players make the money. They yeah. come to see us. They're not paying to see Roger, no offense. Right. And I respect all the guys. I love T- Troy Vincent and all them guys, but the players don't use their value enough. Like, um, So I'm like, bro, like, you are the reason why they come to games. Like, They're not coming to games to see anyone else. Like WWE, I love John Cena. People come to the WWE to see John Cena. Yeah. They don't see, come to WWE to see Vince McMahon. Right, like, right. It's just not a thing. Yeah, I know. It's a little... You sound like somebody that may want to run for union president someday. You thinking about that? Maybe, maybe. I, I want to be an ambassador for the league one day. Yeah. I, I could see that in your future. Yeah, I definitely can. But you're right. The game is about the players. You're the ones taking the physical risks. We saw that with Tamar Hamlin. If anybody had any doubt whatsoever about the extent of the risk that you guys take when you put your uniform on and cross that thick white stripe, we saw it on January mm-hmm. 2nd. And I hope it woke some people up yeah. about what you guys really deal with all the time. And the thing with Demar, I just hated that people try to voice an opinion on Demar. Like, I feel like he should be the only People were trying to make careers off of Demar. Mm-hmm. That's not right. You know, he... He, no one can know what he went through besides him or his close ones. Like, they should be the only ones speaking. And I felt like there was way too many analysts that tried to point a proven or try to put twat, plot twists to this incident, which is sick to me. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. All right. So give us the – what are we missing in Dallas? What, what, what gets us over the hump? What, what, where, what, how can we beat the 49ers and be in this game and beat the Eagles? What do you, where do you think you're at right now as a team? I feel like we're right there. Right. We're we're two plays away. Yeah. We're two or three plays away. And hate 
I know that shit. That, uh-huh. that yeah, don't, don't worry. Yeah, but I know it sounds cliche to always say it, but if you really look at that game, we're legit two, three plays away. Yeah. Or a couple inches well, away. Well, you take the two interceptions away, I, I think the game's going to go down to the wire. Super I, wire. Right. Right. You know, um, and we just got to be more accountable, more aware, and then um, we got to go after a free agency, too. Yeah. What, yeah. what areas? I would like to see us get. Um, I like Deron Payne a lot. Yeah, you want to? You need another. You need more big, big bodies in the middle. We got too many rushers. Yeah, you got too many speed guys. It's definitely that's something we talked about. It always yeah. worried me about you guys. I would love to get another rusher. Right. I would love to get uh, a big body corner out there. Um, I hope we keep LV. I hope we keep LV. And to everyone else wants a receiver, we might as well get a receiver too. <laughs> like, I, like the money, like. You can't spend the money. Like, I mean, like you got to spend the money. Like, yeah. why not spend it? Like, yeah, yeah. But I think we got a chance. I think we could be in Vegas next year. I, I, I do too. With Amari Cooper getting traded last year, and then we saw what, the, what happened with the receiver market. Did, was there any talk in the locker room? Like, why do we, why do we move Amari? Twenty million is nothing. You got guys kissing thirty million now. I, I still don't understand Amari's situation, and I ain't asked enough questions to figure out why that, what was going on, and why that happened. But uh, I love Coop, and I love what he brung. Um, hopefully we get someone his caliber again. You know, he's a uh, – man, I don't understand. Are we done with, like, stand-up linebacker? Like, at the end of the year, it was like – it seemed like it's D-end all the time. Yeah. And then if it was, like, an obvious pat, a run situation – then they'd let you be in the middle of the defensive linebacker so you could run sideline to sideline and make the tackle. That's the thing I love about DQ, bro. Like, uh, all depend on the game plan is different. Yeah. AFC teams pass the ball. So yeah. So, against them, he's like, your superpower isn't covering people when you can affect the quarterback all game. But when we play somebody like the 49ers and stuff or the Tampa Bay. Stop the run a little. Stop the run a little bit. Let's bring you back. And then second and third and longs, let's send you. you know. So he creates a great balance for me. And I would say he creates a great structure for me throughout the week. Like he literally had me on my own plan. Like I had no plan like everyone else. Yeah. And he helped me like truly identify like when you have a special talent or special player, you can't treat them like everyone else. Uh-huh. That's right. And he was able to, like, divide that and keep everything together at right. the same time. Right. So, you know, all back-to-back seasons, all pros is all dedicated to Dan Quinn and how he believed in me and he worked with me, studied with me, trained with me and everything. Right? All pro on the football field. Do you think he can sell something here? Let's go. Let's see. What you got? What you got today? When we hit, we see it. Oh, I'm with sleep number. Sleep number smart bed. I got a sleep number bed for you. If you want it, go get it right now. If you want to be an all pro on the field, off the field, you must get your sleep. It's too important. The reason why Chris stays so woke on the show is because he sleeps well. See? You know it. I'm telling you. And that's just the truth about it. I sleep well every night in my sleep number bar bed, 360 gravity mode, anything you want. Damn. You want to watch a movie, read a book before bed, right. you can adjust the bed. You can adjust, I mean, I, I like can, that about I those sleep numbers. Up, right. Book open. Damn. Yeah. When Damn. I want my feet rubbed, I elevate my feet up, <laughs> right. back a little bit, have my girl massage my feet. Damn. You I know, need I, that sleep number just, bed. Yeah, you need the sleep number bed. I, I don't need know it. if I, I'm telling you, I'm telling the world, right. go get your sleep number smart bed. Damn, you Cowboys, you got this damn sleep number cornered the market, huh? Yeah, we got this thing cornered the market. Um, 
They, it used to be Dak doing sleep number. Now you took that off from him. You're stealing his money. You just like he got enough money. He's he okay. making too much. Money. <laughs> he's okay. He's okay. Hey, hey, he's just breaking it off. He's just handing me a he's couple giving me dollars. A little, yeah, a few cookie crumbs. Yeah, yeah cookie crumbs Michael for sure. Parsons. We'll be back with more right after this. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's the inspiration behind the big hat? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just uh, helping promote, you know, one of my, one of my guys. You know, he made big hats, so y'all want one? <laughs> that was the moment the big hat became a big thing, courtesy of our next guest, Brian Robinson, Commanders running back. With a yeah. big hat with a big sponsor on it. That's how you Man, do it. You don't just you wear a big whammy. hat for free. You wear right. a big hat and get a oh, big check. Mm, yummy, yummy, yummy. I didn't know, when do they start putting them in buckets mm, like chicken? Mm, I like mm. that. Damn, well, that's why he's here we selling the, them. We got the Auntie Ann big hat today, a- man. Auntie special, big special, hat? Uh, special delivery. So tell us, uh, tell us, yeah, tell us uh, all about what you're selling here today, right off the bat. Hey, man, look, man, this is one of my lifetime uh, favorite pressing spots. Right. Yeah, uh, actually, they offering a, a deal. You get two buckets of uh, pretzel nuggets and six dipping sauces, and you get free delivery. So make sure y'all get y'all uh, snack for the uh, Super Bowl. Don't okay. Bogart. All right. Don't bogart the pretzels. You want, you want one? Yeah, I want they're kind of good. Yeah. They are kind of good. They're hot and moist, and they're good. I'm going to take one. All right, Damn. so ha- tell us how the Big Hat thing all got started. Well, with the Big Hat, um, like I told you, um, one of my um, friends at uh, college, one of her um, – her dad was a big-time Washington fan, and uh, he used to catch me outside of the games, you know, coming in, and he told me one day he was going to give me a big hat. So he caught me, and I uh, actually it was the game of the uh, Atlanta game, right. and I ended up having a big game. So I was just joking around in the locker room with the big hat. You know, I really wasn't making a big deal about it. So um, I had put it on for uh, to receive my game ball, but then um, the media attacked me about it, and I told him, I was like, hey, you know, if you want one, no, it wasn't a big thing. Nobody really knew about Nobody it Nobody knew time. about it at all. So, we were all going, what the heck is this thing this guy Brian Robinson's wearing over here? So, um, like, for all the credibility, 
I didn't know it was going to go to Noggin Boss. I thought it was going to go to my uh, my guy. So I just kind of got real quiet about it once it got uh, big time. RB. Mark Ingram. Oh, we got the Bama, Mark Ingram got the Bama boys in here. The Bama boys are right here. I was just with Josh Jacobs over there. What's up, Mark? Yeah. How are you, man? Hey, a roll tie, baby. Oh, yeah. All right, roll tie. All right. Mark Ingram with a quick cameo. Man, as we more talk Alabama love. Like we needed hey, Mark Ingram. So, Brian. All these big hats we see now, it's all from the same people. There are oh, yeah. others getting involved and in trying to take over some of the turf. Right. This is all. This is all. The, so you've helped this company just blow up now. Because well, that's what big I said. You got everywhere. a. Did he got a piece of the company? Did he get a little? Yeah, get a little piece of that? They, little... they ain't said nothing to me. No. <laughs> is that right? They ain't said nothing to me though. Oh my god. I ain't gosh. heard nothing from him. So uh, hopefully I could uh, bump into them this weekend. Man, you like you talk about a year right here. You talk about you, the way you played on the field. The, the big hat explosion, what you're doing here, Super Bowl, Media Row. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, the elephant in the room is you got shot in the leg twice. Mm-hmm. Like, take us back to, can you take us back to that night a little bit and kind of just like how that kind of unfolded? and um, The shooting? Yeah. Um, well, it, it wasn't a night, actually. It was uh, in the middle of the day. It was the middle of the day. Uh, yeah. It was like 4 o'clock on a Sunday. Uh, it was the day after our last preseason game. Right. So, so you had a day uh, off? Yeah, a day off. So um, I was relaxing. You know, I decided I was going to go by the mall in the middle of the day and then stop down in the uh, city and grab some food. Right. Uh, my intent, my intention was to move really fast. You know, I wasn't planning on staying very right. long. Uh, so I went by the uh, restaurant and, um, you know, I felt like it was too crowded. I ain't, I ain't like how many people was in there. So, right. Uh, I was making my way back out to the car, you know, because I was about to, you know, head out. So I could say I probably stayed uh, a minute too long. Yeah. And I probably, you know, had just been back to my car about two minutes. Right. Then these youngins just ran up out of nowhere. And they they ran up out of nowhere looking to just break in the car. You think they had you like, they, nah, they, uh, they spotlight you in the restaurant, you think, a little and followed you? Or is it more... They just had their eye on your car. No, they didn't. Um, they they weren't trying to break in the car. Actually, uh, they had just kind of approached me because I was standing outside of the car. Right. And then you know they was just asking for the cash and asking yeah. for. Um, they wanted your you know, chain any, or watch yeah, they or whatever. Just anything they could get. So, right. Uh, they really didn't get a reaction out of me at the time. So uh, you know, that, I guess I made them panic because I didn't. You I didn't. didn't really you weren't like, oh yeah, please, yeah, here you go. You're like, really, uh, I've, I've been yeah. in physical contact yeah. before. So uh, everything kind of moved fast from there. Uh, and then they just took a gun out, and the guy shot you in the leg. Yeah, the kid um, shot you in the leg. Yeah, um, it was a little bit more you know, details to it, right? Like, uh, as far as like how I um, reacted to it, yeah. You know, after uh, you know, it kind of got going, right? You know, uh, I a little defend, confrontation. I defended you mean. myself, you right, know, to a certain extent, sure. You know, before I got uh, shot, shot the first time, yeah. And then um, I just kind of flee the, the best way I could, you know. Uh, I also took a second shot while I was trying to flee. No, that's the uh, shot I got in my knee. In the knee, right. Yeah. So that's what was, that was when I was trying to flee from the incident. So that was kind of... I appreciate you sharing it with us, yeah. man. I know and that's no, not the easiest story. It's an amazing story, too, right. that, that you get shot in the knee and the bullet just goes through and doesn't seriously damage the knee mm-hmm. to the point where you can never play again. I mean, right. you're, back, you're back playing weeks later. That was what made it all the more amazing to me. And it helps to be a professional athlete in great shape. But still, a knee's a knee. Right. Doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, that's right. A knee's a knee and and if it goes, it goes. Mm-hmm. And and just just an amazing element to the story that there's been a happy ending to it. You've been able to play. You had a great season. You were a great contributor for your team and the future's bright after a day where and I'm sure after that happened, 
I mean, first of all, you're thinking, am I going to live? Then you got to be thinking, am I ever going to play football again? Right. I mean, what in the world? So, um, yeah, know, it kind of went on from there. You know, once I talked to the doctors and you know, got all the information that I needed, right. you know, I needed, uh, I knew exactly what I needed to do from there. You know, uh, talked to my trainers, talked to my coaches, talked to my family. And we just came up with the best plan to just get it going. Were you shocked at how quickly you healed and, like, you were back on the field? Uh, I, I shocked myself. Yeah. Lot, you know, just during the process of, you know, uh, just the progress I was making, you know, yeah. in a short amount of time. So, uh, you know, I even shocked myself when I got back on the practice field. I'm still shocking myself now. Uh, <laughs> You're shocking yeah, all of us. Yeah. When, when did you feel totally normal? Because we talked about it a lot where we were like, hey, he looks good, but, you know, I don't know if he's totally himself during the time. What, what was, you know, here's your schedule too. Like what was the game where you started to go, okay, now I'm starting to feel like Brian Robinson making cuts, doing whatever. I know that Eagles game, when you pulled off that upset, that was uh, pretty pretty unbelievable. You look good in that game for sure. I think um, I started to get more comfortable in the Vikings game. The Vikings game? The Vikings game, that's when I kind of yeah, started to Yeah, just make sure you're talking to the mic. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, uh, the Vikings game was the first game I started to get more comfortable. But um, right. as you can see, like, we went into the Philly game. That's probably the game I felt. You were like, oh, I'm ready. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll tell you what, you're going to spark a rule change eventually as it relates to comeback player of the year. Chris and I both have votes. There's 50 mm-hmm. people who vote on it. They're giving them out tonight. And you pick three for each of the awards. Mm-hmm. I tried to make you one of the three mm-hmm. for comeback player of the year, and they wouldn't take my ballot because you played in college last year. year. Right, yeah, right. They, they've got a rule that if you right. played in college last year, you can't be comeback player of the year. It's like, dude, he got shot. If that's not a comeback, what is? So they're going to change the rule, and, okay. and it's all because there are, yeah, there's rookies who can come back from some bad shit Mm -hmm. and you are the epitome of that (laughs) so so not that that matters much to you but it matters to the guys in the future who deserve it i understand for yeah uh, i mean because i felt like ain't nobody go through nothing what you did yeah no that doesn't come back from it you know so uh, right you know for what it is come back player of the year well talk about your year and i mean you, you one of the best rookie running backs in the game this year now talk about the adjustment. I know you went to Alabama and it's big time football, but talk about you know life in the NFL. What's different about you know NFL running back than college running back? Uh, I can say um, I'm I'm blessed to have come from you know the program that I came from. You right. know, it prepared me very well uh, uh, as far as you know just developing all the tools needed to you know play the game at this level, uh, having the physicality and just the uh, the IQ, just the, the mental, the, the brains for it, you know. Uh, just got to have an eye for the game, and um, I felt like I did a, a great job at Alabama uh, with preparing over that time to right. just, you know, it didn't feel like I had to adjust much when I got in. I just had to kind of you know, keep doing what I was doing, and you know, all I needed to do was learn the playbook and the physical part of it just come along with uh, how yeah. hard I worked, you know, uh, over that time period. Uh, so um, I felt like I made a you know, great adjustment even coming uh, coming off of what I came off of. And, uh, now when I have you no know, chance to come in like fully healthy and you know mentally you know just at peace with yeah, everything right. that's behind me, I feel like that also help take my game to another level. Yeah, 797 <laughs> rushing yards in 12 games. You get a full season. You're healthy from the start. Yeah, the sky's the limit. And the team has an upside. You guys are close. Yep. You guys are very close. How how frustrating was it though to have that momentum? And it was all going to that Giants game, and some stuff happened at the end where some calls weren't made that 
and some weird stuff happened. How did you process that when it felt like you guys were really in position to get to the playoffs and then it just kind of went away? Uh, that was tough for me uh, because I was battling through a lot um, to, uh, you know, just help give us a chance, you know, just give our team a chance. Even And we, and we had a chance. We had multiple chances, uh, you know, just to get our name in there. And uh, I just felt like, you know, we, we set ourselves up for it, you know, after just starting off so rough, like started off one and four, you know, you know, everybody went on the field at the time, you know, but, you know, I come back and, you know, we get everything going and we, we set ourselves up for, you know, success and then we go into the bye week and then just everything just go downhill from there. Like, I just felt like uh, we just, we had, we had everything right in front of us uh, to just make this season special, you know, and just end it off, you know, special. Like, going to the playoff, that would have been, you know, a special um, experience for all of us, even just how we started off the season and um, just to see that, you know, kind of go to waste and even stepping up and playing teams like Philly on Tuesday night and competing well and just showing showing that we got it and just still not having the opportunity at the end of the season is just, it's tough. I know I'm a first year, but, you know, I take a lot of, I take a lot of. You uh, take a lot of motivation. Yeah, yeah too. I mean, that, that gets you even more determined to have a big second year and help team get over the hump. Right. Right, well, I always want to know, like, rookie, I know, like, who was your, what was your, like, awe moment? Like, oh, my gosh, whoa, that guy, I didn't realize he was that good, right? Like, out of uh, the teams you played, you know, who was the, the guy that shocked you the most where you're just like, man, I didn't realize he was that good? Or maybe just in awe of, you know, his stardom in general. Anybody pop to your mind? Um, uh, you said oh, teams I played against? Yeah, yeah, not your own team. Um, you know, you can give me a freak on your own team too. Right, but so um, I can say, uh, Fred Warner always been one of my like favorite linebackers. Right. You know, just, so you know, playing against yeah. him. So when I had to like real life get in the trenches with him, yeah, <laughs> I was like, he is Fred Warner. That, 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 that's that what is you were Fred expecting, Warner. right? You were I'm expecting like, that. Like, yeah, that is Fred Warner. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, I always love that. Your coach was in that chair yesterday, Ron Rivera, and he said QB one is Sam Howell. Not going to chase Derek Carr. Not going to chase Jimmy Garoppolo. Not going to chase Aaron Rodgers. It's Sam Howe. How do you feel about that going forward? Yeah, uh, I believe in it, man. I, I believe in what Coach believe in. I believe him. You know, uh, what's in what's in the locker room <laughs> beside me. Uh, I got a lot of faith in Sam. I like him. You know, uh, we came in together. Uh, we even kind of de- developed a little re- relationship with each other before we got drafted together. And. Uh, uh, you know, I, I told Sam all year, I was like, hey, man, stay ready, man. You know, I believe in you. I feel like if you get an opportunity to come out, and you're going to do it. And uh, I'm glad he got a chance to, you know, you know, just give everybody a little sneak peek of his potential uh, versus the Cowboys. And I feel like it's a lot more to, you know, what he can bring to the table. You know, it's just come with um, the more op- opportunities he's get. Uh, and with experience, I feel like, you know, Sam uh, give us a good, good chance to, you know, start off. You got some weapons to play with. Oh yeah, he definitely got right? weapons. And, uh, you got you got some freaks around your football team, right? And I feel like he, um, you know, he do a good job, you know, doing his job. Like yeah, man, with you, you put some some good players around him. Yeah. he's gonna make he's gonna make make plays. Yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to it, well, man. Well, Brian, it, it's great to have you, and we're your biggest fans. When someone goes through something like what you went through, it's an inspiration to so many people. Right, and no one can claim to have a bad day because I got a headache mm-hmm. or, you know, or I slept weird on my elbow. 
I mean, you went through the worst thing you could go through, and you came out on the other side better for it, and we're going to be watching everything you do, and we're going to be watching you wearing the big hats, watching you sell Annie Ann's, and everything else that comes your way, and we wish you all the best. You deserve it, pal. Thank you. I appreciate you. You're the man. Again. There he is, Annie Brian Anne's. Robinson. More big BFT hat, Live Brian Robinson. Look, right after this. Super Annie Ann's. Super Bowl snack. Got a lot of good ones out. I know it's true, but we know. See, oh, you and Texas, we can get along. That's, right. That's why you've only given out. <laughs> oh, baby, I like it. Yeah, I was starting. Yeah. All right, but but I've yes. never seen. Oh. This ah, oh, there's the Vulcan death yeah, grip. Got him. Try doing that to Peter. Peter will slap you upside your head. I don't want to do it to um, Peter. Andy reads legacy. <laughs> Last year it was you, the man. Now it's now putting your hands on every man that was on I set. I guess so. It was the uh, I, I, I was conscious of the you, the man thing. I really was. Like I, I knew that became a thing last year, and I was actually thought about it this year. Uh, Fortunately, yeah. there's nothing at all that happened this week that will be shown over and over again no, in the nothing. future on the show. Not a single thing. Yeah, right. Not I'm sure. one thing. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Watch. Uh, dangerous steps over <laughs> here, okay? Uh, that's what they tell me. I don't know who got dragged more. You for falling or me for sitting here and I, not giving a it, shit. It, 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 like, every friend of mine that sent me the video, it was laugh at me and then what the hell with Floria? I didn't even care. He was more worried about his water <laughs> Give bottle. Give water, baby. I'm thirsty. <laughs> he was like, All he's right. not hurt, so let's just move on with life. Fun week, great week. And it's always one of those things where when it starts, it's exhausting. And then by Wednesday... You're used to the adrenaline. Yeah, right. And by Friday, it's like, I don't want it to end. Yeah, I want to keep going. This is great. Keep bringing us these guests. Right. We've had great guests. We've had great conversations. Sean Payton today was awesome. I could listen to him all day. All day. I forget we have to ask a question. Yeah. I get mesmerized by what he's telling right. us. So with thanks to everybody who made themselves available. Thanks Seriously. to all of you for watching. All right, it's time to make our picks. If you watch the Picks podcast, you know, unless we... We've changed yeah. our minds. Have we no. changed our minds I haven't since changed we did mine. it earlier in the week? I haven't All right, changed go. my mind. All right, well, you know, listen, a quick breakdown of the game once again. Of course, you know, I do. I think the Eagles are better in totality, yes, but not so much by the fact that, like we've talked about all week, Mahomes, his ability to equal the playing field here, and it's a matchup league like we always talk about, right, Mike? You know, yeah, the Eagles pass rush. Well, they're playing a team that can pass protect as good as anybody in football and a guy that's a magic man in the pocket. And so I, that, I think, added on to, I feel like, Steve Spagnuolo, the one thing he's going to do in this game on the defensive side for the Chiefs is just go, I'm not going to let the run game beat us. It's going to have to be Jalen Hurts throwing the football, all right? And I'm not saying he can't do that. I think that's the proper apo- approach. But the run game, the Eagles steamrolling them, controlling the clock, that does worry me. i got to imagine that would worry Kansas City, and they're going to take that away. I also am worried, like we said, the Eagles, it's been so long since they played a real game, been tested, had to play for something, and the team they're playing is very used to this environment. I'm going Chiefs 28-24. For me, it all comes down to 15 in red. Right. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. If he can be Patrick Mahomes, right. they win this game. Right. We saw it three years ago, down 10 points with seven minutes left. He was Patrick Mahomes. They won the game. Right. He found a way. Two years ago, he couldn't be Patrick Mahomes. The toe was just enough to allow Tampa Bay to get to him consistently right. with four men. And even though he t- 
tried as heroically yeah, as possible, right. making things happen. But Guys he didn't have enough passes. help around him. He didn't him. have enough around him, right. especially on the offensive line. Right. He does this year. Will it matter with the Eagles' defense? I don't know. Can he run away from right. those guys? Yeah. Can he get rid of the ball before the walls close in? I think he can. There's a determination to him that I saw in the AFC Championship. Right. I think this whole Tom Brady thing is driving him. He wants to get to number two. It's been too long for yeah, him to get to sure. number two. He had his chance two years ago. He's got to get to two this year. This is his time. This is his opportunity. Eagles are the better team. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. 27-24 is my pick. And if I'm wrong... I won't be surprised because the Eagles really are that team. They are that team. You know, listen, there's a part of me that sits here and I'm scared and just go, wait, are they that good that they're just going to be able to play games like this all along? I don't, you know, again, I think they're really damn good. And we're talking about an offensive line that's special, you know, and, and, and some weapons outside. But this is a Chiefs team that's special too. We can't swipe that under the rug here. And they got some big people on both sides of the ball that – I don't think that the Eagles are going to have their usual advantages we've seen them have over other teams where they can just go, wait, we can overpower you. You know we're going to run the ball, and you still can't stop it. I don't think that'll be the case here, and then I'm with you as well. You know, I'm, I'm expecting Mahomes, not 100, but close to it, being able to move, avoid pressure. Andy Reid, an ex-offensive line coach, as we talked about earlier in the week, they never really get fooled by the blitz, right? I think they're going to be on their P's and no, Q's please, there. Please, go right. ahead. And give it's us an, the give best us a matchup. blitz quarterback ever. So then I go, well, then maybe the Eagles will just rush forward and play more coverage. But as we just you just hit on. This is, they're more of a complete team this time around, the Kansas City Chiefs. They're a run game. They have screens, right? So that's where I lean. Uh, but, yeah, not one where I'm sitting here going, oh, I want to bet $100,000 on it or anything like that. Who would have dreamed without right. Tyree Kill right. they would have gotten there and they'd be in a position where we're both picking them to win? But that just shows you the level of confidence they have in their system, in their players. It all goes back. And the number one offense. And I hate to bring it back to a certain man who's currently sitting in solitary confinement somewhere with no... No light and no food and no water. I don't know. I assume they're feeding well, him. I think it's after the Super but Bowl. But this he does is it. all about right. being locked in with your teammates, yeah. taking your own time, working when you otherwise aren't required to be working to get to know your players, right. like Andy Reid told you before the divisional round game. Working with those guys away from the offseason program. Right. Down in Texas. And comparing notes passing along info this is what this guy does well this is what this guy does well and it all adds up to what we've seen wire to wire you know the Packers kicked it in a little bit too late right to get in right if only Aaron Rodgers had been dialed in all along right my Super Bowl pick may have been right Chiefs and Packers right Right. so it's it's your fault right 12 (laughs) that I'm not right about Chiefs and Packers. well hey we both had the Chiefs so we both didn't think Tyreek Hill was going to affect them that much right I think we both realized that we both picked the Chiefs before the year I had Chiefs 49ers you know, I thought the 49ers would well, beat the Eagles. At least your Eagles team made the playoffs. The, I thought the 49ers would beat the Eagles in the NFC Championship game before the year. All but, right. yeah, really, uh, this is going to be an awesome game, and I'm really excited for it. For those of you that watch the show every day, first of all, we appreciate it. But second of all, it's obviously not just the two of us. Oh, Let's Here say, are all of the people wait, behind the scenes. Let's give some love. to. I really want to say their names. Kristen and Courtney behind the scenes. Yes. EJ Gentile. And Matt Casey for his ability to produce what he did this week. Like, seriously. We had all these guests. He maintained it all. He gave us great questions, helped us out, was in our ear. Matt Casey, you the man. His superpower, his yeah. superpower I have learned. Morgan, 
our girl on social media doing cool things. I mean, everybody. It's been a great collaborative effort to everybody. Matt, Ca- Matt Casey's superpower is to tactfully give the cold shoulder to the people who have guests we don't want. Right, so, right. Yes. <laughs> well done, Matt he, Casey. He juggles but a lot. Spend time and watch. You'll see some cool highlights along with it, I believe, if they Courtney do it like Kristen. they've done it in the past. Here's everyone who's go. working behind the scenes on every NBC NFL platform to bring you a couple of knuckleheads like us. Thanks, as always, for watching. We'll see you next week from our home locations. For him, I'll be somewhere in Phoenix. Enjoy the game, and thanks again for some of your time. See ya. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer, like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.